This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 184 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. If you've only just stumbled across it, you can subscribe via iTunes. You can get on our website if you're an Android user, uh, fightdisciples.com. And we're on uh, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Go and have a wee bit of a nosy. We're going to have a little bit of a rant about Facebook, seeing as that you've taken me contact down, uh, content down, should I say. Um, I made um, a lovely little video of our uh, night at the O2 Arena. Uh, myself and Nick doing little bits from Octagon side, interviewing the main protagonists and what have you, some of which you're going to hear in this podcast uh, over the next hour or so. And I thought, Do you know something, it'll be, it'll be lovely to give the fight disciples a little bit of backstage action. Let them in, give them the access to these uh, lovely people that we get to meet on a week-by-week basis. I made a video. It took me two hours! Two hours it took me to make this video on is the train not, ride home. Is it not even on YouTube or anything? That's a come, take I could, it down. To be fair, Put it on YouTube. I could, yeah, I could put, put it on, it on YouTube, YouTube so people can see it, because it is kind of cool. Thanks, mate. Slightly illegal, but cool. I'm, listen, right? Allegedly, I've infringed copyright. You have. That's what I've allegedly done. It's all come off my fucking phone. I've found it. I've I've filmed it all off my phone. Doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. You, listen, read the fucking show print. The small print to your MMA to your media accreditation. You cannot film while there's action inside the octagon. Well, I'm going to minute. Fucking filming away. I'm going to minute. There's fifteen thousand people in that auto arena. You're telling me yeah, not one of them were filming. They're all filming. But right. They're not sitting in the best seats in the house that the media have got. That's right the then. Point. All right then. I'll go and see. In, I'll go and sit in the fucking bleachers then. That's what they're allowed to film it from up there then. It's been all right then. Fucking hell. So I apologise if you were uh, maybe... St- you've seen my link up there saying that there is a um, a UFC London fight diary there waiting for you on our Facebook page. You've clicked the link, you've gone to it, and it's gone. <laughs> Catro's been kicked off uh, Facebook again. That's basically mm-hmm. what went down, because allegedly uh, I wasn't allowed to uh, film Bruce Buffer shouting, It's time! I wonder if uh, I wonder if fucking Zuckerberg, if you're on his hit list now, you're on a, probably on a wall in his office. I am, yeah. One of the top throws, ten th- most infringing bastards That's it. fucks up his Facebook. Actually, they call me the the pirate of uh, the pirate, the pirate of the northwest. That's what they call me. <laughs> Creepy cattle. <laughs> One-eyed Willie. That's what they call me. <laughs> what are you giving me shit for? Just because on the boxing show I was giving you shit for all the pasties that you've been fucking nailing, going through tables and all that type of stuff. <laughs> now you're having a go at the way that I look. Eh? <laughs> uh, by the way, thank you very much for uh, all the um, all the Twitter messages that I've received off the back of that picture that I posted of uh, us with Paige Van Zandt, right? She's a great one, she. We've got her in the show, haven't we? We've yeah. got a bit of Paige yeah. for later. Paige is coming up in a minute, right? Um... And basically, you're going to hear Paige and her mum on the show. We're having a little bit of a crack with her. And so many people messaged me saying, oh, you look like a creepy uncle. <laughs> because obviously Paige is very pretty. Very pretty girl. How old is she? 23, 24 years of age? Yep. Very pretty girl. And obviously, I'm stood next to her. And, uh, Schoolboy. Lo- yeah, lots of people are fucking... Schoolboy, me- I don't mind. Lots of people are messaging me going, you look like a creepy pedo uncle. Exactly. Get close, but don't get that close. Me, uncle mate. Nobed. <laughs> Mm. All right, Paige. All right, Foxy Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! And your super guy, it's super dry gear as well, man. Proper pedo attire. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're a fucking twat, aren't you? <laughs> well, you needed to your Velcro trainers and you were in. What's it? I'd be locking you up. Listen, every single human being now that's got a super super dry hoodie is going to be thinking to himself, can't be fucking wearing this. Pete called me a pedo. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm going to stick to having my picture taken with Michael Bisping. At least he's got one eye and I've got a fucking dodgy face. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? We kind of look like the same as us lads from the Northwest, don't we? Swashbuckling. <laughs> One-eyed willies. Uh, anyway, uh, there is lots coming up on the show. It's a little bit of a different show, this. We'll give you our little take on UFC London, but I really want you to just hear from everybody that we managed to catch up with on Saturday night. And, of course, the massive announcement that we kind of knew was going to happen. This man, alongside me, has been banging the drum for 10 years. He's been using years. the same hashtag for 10 years. We've been doing this podcast now uh, for two and a half years, and day one... The first ever UFC show, his whole agenda was to get the UFC to London. Basically, to Liverpool. That's what, sorry, he's been he's been using this whole uh, show, this platform that he has created for himself uh, to uh, to get the UFC to come to his home city, and it is finally happening. It kind of helps that we've got one of the best fighters on the planet out of uh, Liverpool in Darren Till to uh, to front that train. But boy, it is coming. The uh, I think the on-sale date is 11th of April or something like that, is it? If you're a Fight Pass member or something. Anyway, mid-April tickets are available. It's a Friday in April, it is. They will be sold out within an hour. Listen, I, I've, got into, I've got into this balls deep on our Radio City talk show this week, purely because, like, Darren Till... We've got him on the show later. He want you know, he's we've been promising it's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be full of scousers, twelve thousand scousers, it's gonna be going absolutely ballistic. The problem is Liverpool people don't rush to buy tickets for fights because we're used to having big fights in the city. Fights don't sell out because there's a weird big roll up and everyone takes it back. These tickets will sell. It will sell super fast. You've got to go out and buy these tickets as soon as they go on sale because I'm telling you now, UFC Liverpool will sell out like that. 13th of April, Friday the 13th of April, mm. tickets go on sale. So if you, want if you to do not there, buy in that morning, you, you will one. not attend. And I'm we, telling you now. And you, you can't sort them out, can you, Nick? I can fucking can, Listen, please stop messaging me. Why was it weird? Texting me. You're his fucking best mate. mate. People sleep in the same bed. How can you not get him a ticket? People are ringing me or t- are certainly texting me that I went to school with. I left school. Fucking a years ago. ago. 25 years ago, man. A while ago. 25, yeah. Fuck ah, off. 12, 25. A quarter of a century ago, you left school. <laughs> You're 41 a, this it year. It was a while ago. You're 41 a while this year. Ago. You left school at 16, son. Next year. Carry on. Fuck it, eh? Carry on. Um, but I've got people who went this to This year? I went to your 40th last year. This year? Yeah. I went to... You're 41 this year. I'm not. You are? I've just had my 40th. No, you haven't. It was weeks ago. When? January. No, it was. Oh, yeah, it was actually, yeah. Okay, now. Honest to God. No, it wasn't. It was. Was it? Fucking hell, time's flying, yeah. isn't it? What year is it? 2018. Oh, no, no, it was I'm last already year. 41. <laughs> yeah! yeah! <laughs> it was fucking last year I went to your 40, you twat. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me just finish the story. So 25 years ago he left school. Carry on. So people are messaging me who I went to school with 20-odd years ago. 25 years ago, yeah. And they're saying, uh, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen you for ages. Fucking, you know, just noticed the UFC and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Darren Till, special, you know, amazing. Can you get us four tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'm not a fucking ticket agent. This is not how it works. Yeah. It is not like boxing. You're on commission. In boxing, all the fighters on the bill, even if you're Tony Bellew, they give you a wedge of tickets to sell to family, friends, whatever it may be. But that's how boxing works. It's always worked like that. It's a tickets, it's a tickets game, unless you're Anthony Joshua. 
obviously value not so much these days, but you know what I mean? Most boxes, it's all about selling tickets. The UFC have never, ever, ever, ever worked like that. Ever. If you get signed by the UFC, I'm telling you now, it will be lucky if you get four tickets to the event you're on. In this day and age, the UFC tickets are like rock and horse shit. If you can get one, get it fast and get it in your, get it locked away. Mm. It will sell out. I do not have tickets. None of the fighters have tickets. Darren Till will not have more than a half a dozen tickets. He will get them and they've given to him for his family, whatever it may be. He will have half a dozen tickets, no shit. And he will be having the same conversation now to everyone across this whole city saying, I don't have tickets. Not just the city, the whole country, because people obviously listen to us and they'll be thinking, yeah, man, we've got to get up to Liverpool to go and watch Darren Till. Trust me, right? At the weekend when we were at UFC London, half that crowd weren't from the UK. They'd flown in specially for this because here in the in Europe, let's say, let's call let's call us as a let's treat it as a European thing. Yeah. We don't get it. No. It's an American thing. All the all the events are American based. Of course, yes, it does go around Europe and it dips in here, there and everywhere. But how many people went out to Poland to Gdansk, right? It didn't it didn't happen. How many people are going here, there and everywhere to watch the likes of Darren Till? Darren Till doesn't fight in the UK. He mm-hmm. doesn't fight in the UK. He's fighting in the UK on May 27th. It's a bank holiday weekend, for fuck's sake, on a Sunday. It's going to be bad. It's the same weekend as the Champions League final. Double what? celebration for Liverpool. Fuck off. You're not gonna, You're not getting past City, mate. It's not Double celebration. City. Fucking hell. Easy. Easy. Out, man! Easy. Got robbed last time by the referee. Stop it. Another five minutes in the home leg, you'd have got twatted in that as well. Anyway, right? What a weekend of sport. Darren Till, fighting back in Liverpool, UFC, first time ever. Like, yeah. I know that you might think that we're egging this up and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'll get a ticket. You won't, you, won't. Get, you won't get a ticket if you've not bought it in the first hour of April 13th. I'm telling you now. Yeah. So get yourself a member on Fight Pass. Do what you need to do. Be a member. You, not, you are not going to want to miss this event. It is going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Regarding opponent, we don't know yet. We don't know, but we do know that it's going to be a top 10 yeah. uh, opponent from the USC. That's been confirmed. We had that confirmed last Thursday, all right? Now, we want Wonder Man. Of course we want Wonder Man. Darren mm-hmm. Till wants Wonder Man. Wonder One don't want none of this shit. No. Nope. Fuck that shit. 12,000 scouters in Darren Till's hometown. Fuck that. Jorge Masvidal's realistic, I think. Yeah. Because I think he's a bit of a fucking nutcase himself, and uh, they'll weigh him in. Wonder Boy's asking for silly dough. Yep. Silly door to make this fight happen. Don't forget, this is not a pay-per-view event. So therefore, there's uh, not a, a great way of being able to recoup that type of finance uh, for the UFC. Mass final, I think it will be. And what a great knock that would be. It would be a great fight. Um, you know, I think I think you're probably right. Masvidal, someone like Masvidal is going to take it, aren't you? You would have thought. Uh, I can't it's see. It's a bit tapped. Colby Covington's <laughs> gone very quiet. Very quiet. Mate, they've all switched the phone off. The Sanyos coming off a defeat. Robbie Lawler would be amazing. Absolutely Amazing. But I just think Robbie Lawler now is just tainted goods. I can see him getting really hurt against Darren Till because he's just so brave. Uh, Damian Meyer, Meyer, stylistically, who wants to see that fight? Uh, I don't think that one works. The UFC aren't daft. Masvidal comes to fight. Um, Kamari Usman's a, a, a really tough fighter to the top 10. Yeah. A really, you know, st- very strong wrestler. Neil Magny always comes to fight. He's still in the top 10. That could be a, that could be a good one. And he's certainly not affraid to travel. And then we come down to Santiago Ponzinibbio, who, who Darren previously has said, I would love to fight Ponzinibbio because he, like me, is very much a striker. That, for me, is probably the fight I think they're going to you make. You think Ponzinibbio? I think Ponzinibbio Holy is shit. in pole position, yeah. Holy just, shit. Just purely based on the fact that, you know, Ponzinibbio is in the top 10, but he's actually lower down than Darren Till. Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine that? When, when we said that you won't get a ticket if you've not bought one in the first hour, if they announce Ponzinibbio before April 13th, you well, won't they, get they one said in the first five minutes. They, they, they've said they're going to announce Darren Till's opponents either this week or next week, so they will announce it before that fight. Um, before the date of before the, the sale. Date. Yeah. Wow. And I've also, I've also heard as well, just for that bill, and I'm, again, I want to I want to talk about this more on my on the Radio City Talk show this week, but um, Paddy the Baddy? Yeah. I think that's locked in. I think Paddy the Baddy's going to get his UFC call Let's put that down to then, if you've not bought it within the th- first 30 seconds... You ain't getting a ticket. You ain't getting a ticket, boys no, and girls. You ain't getting a ticket. So make sure you get signed up. There'll be a lot of kids missing school that Friday morning to buy a ticket for Paddy. Put it <laughs> they will. Way. They will, mate. They will. There'll be a lot of disappointed people. Of course they will. But Well, I was talking to UFC at the weekend, and I'm hoping they're going to reserve a good slice of tickets for for the Echo Arena box office. And I mean walk up. you got to walk up to the box office mm. and buy... Even that Friday morning will sell like crazy. Mm. Um, just to keep that, obviously, I- I'm very biased, but I wanted to have it. The arena's got to have a, a Scouse core. It's got to have a Liverpool core to make sure the atmosphere is what it's going to be. Fuck me. It's going to be crackers, mate. May 27th. Uh, we're delighted. Well done, UFC. Well done, Nick Pete. Thank he's, you. He's banged the drum. 10 years. Bang. And for all you fuckers drum. that were like, there was no hashtag in 10 years ago. I don't give a fuck. Terry Etten was in the UFC in 2007. Go back, check the literature of the time, whatever it, the version of a hashtag was. I was campaigning mm. for UFC Liverpool from 2007. So it's actually 11 years. Yeah, he but, was you know. a chalkboard. He was on chalkboard. Slate. Carrier pigeon. Slate is what he was fucking writing on back then, back in the day. Uh, coming up on the show, Paige Van Zant is going to be here, as is Brad Pickett, as is Darren Till, as is Dan Hot Chocolate Roberts. So we're not going to talk too much about them, even though Dan Hot Chocolate Roberts... How did he not get a performance of the night bonus? How did he not get that? Scandalous. At, at the weekend. He got knockout of the night, mate. It was fucking sick. It was absolutely outstanding, yeah. Oh. Lovely big long left hook. The fucking kid, Encamp spun 360 degrees mate, before he hit the floor. He was fast asleep. Mental. It was mental. Mate, unlucky Dan. Anyway, we speak to him uh, a little uh, Unlu- later on. Unlucky Dan. I bet that feels feels better than the 50 Gs you should yeah. have in his bank. Unlucky Dan. Bear in mind, all these conversations took place during the night. So if some of them are out of context, then we're throwing forward to various things um, that haven't even happened yet in real time. And I apologise for that, but hopefully you just want to hear from the stars. Uh, I want to talk to Jimmy Manawa, uh, seeing as that we didn't speak to Jimmy at the weekend. Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think he, he he took Jan a little bit lightly because he'd already beaten him? Absolutely. I think uh, I think you go away. You, you beat a guy a couple of years ago in Poland. You break his heart in his home in his home nation, um, and you come away thinking, "Well, I'm, I'm definitely better than that guy." And since then, Jimmy's only fought against better opposition. He's been training with Alexander Gustafsson out in Sweden. He's on a you know, in his mind, he's on a completely different level from Jan Blachowicz. Even though Jan himself's putting putting a bit of a, a few wins together. He was never beating anybody anywhere, you know, above or around Jimmy Manoa's level. So, but the problem with these rematches is, and I said to, I said this on the show last week, I didn't like this fight. One because we've seen it before, but two, it just doesn't make any sense for lose, Jimmy Manoa. What lose, the fuck man. does it do for Jimmy Manoa's career? Mm. And as I proved at the weekend, Jan Blatcher, when you lose a fight, you've got shit. Well, you've got the tape of that fight to go away and work on and go right. Okay, this is what we did wrong mm. against this exact guy. Mm. So this is what we've got to change to beat this guy. But if you win, if you beat someone, just do the same again. You do the same again, yeah. and that's it. He, he was so predictable. Jan Blachowicz worked everything off his jab. Every time Jimmy pounced forward, he was catching him with the uppercut. Um, Jimmy's success was the high kick, but he didn't throw it enough. 
Uh, and in the end, Jan bl- busted him up, didn't he? And mm. don't get me wrong, it all comes back to the fact that Jan Blachowicz has got a great chin. But Jimmy knew that he had to win on points first time around. So, but Jimmy came out to knock him out because he'd already beat him on points. Mm. Jimmy Wanamaker had to knock out Jan Blachowicz in London to progress on from the from the previous fight. Mm. So he was always going to come in gung ho. All Jan Blachowicz had to do is survive the big shots. He's, he, again, he's got a great chin, so he can and pe- work harder on the inside, pepper him with shots, and mm. he busted Jimmy up, man. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that that video that I was talking about at the start of this show has been taken down because you could all go there now and have a little bit of a watch because the end of the video just shows my extensive knowledge of uh, the world of mixed martial arts because just before the main event between Vadum and Volkov was about to happen, I was sat next to Gareth A. Davis of The Telegraph and a certain Mr. Nicholas Pete, former editor of Fighters Only magazine, two men that have known their mixed martial arts, left, right and centre for the best part of 10 to 15 years. And I said to the pair of them, it's going to happen in this fight, lads. And both of them, both of them looked me stare crazy in the eyes and said, the doom is going to take this to the deck. He's going to submit this kid because he's gobbed off this week saying that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is dead. And Catterall stood up and said, listen, this big fucking Eastern European is going to knock him out, man. And they said, you're a crazy bastard. <laughs> Boom, sunshine. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I thought Volkov had nailed himself to the mask the day before when he said that yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is obsolete in the <laughs> yeah, sport. To be fair, I did. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me, mate, you're getting tapped. Like, And you could see Vadum went after him for the first two rounds to try and tap him. But you know what? The kid was right. Mm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he, he negated it. He, he, you know, Vadum, the best BJJ heavyweight we've ever seen in the sport, um, couldn't submit him, couldn't mm. couldn't get a win over Volkov. And then eventually, by the, by the time the fourth round come, Vadum was fucked. Yeah. So if you see it, Vadum just kind of goes, ah, ah, come on then, ah, and it. just starts swinging. And then that's what Volkov's been waiting for, and he nails him. And then Chins that him. final shot where he's on the floor, just mm. straight across the jaw. Nice work from Mark Goddard to get in there quick, because Vadum was gone. Yeah, but It's good though, isn't it? It's good that we've exactly. got fresh, fresh meat. meat. Yeah, 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 fresh meat in the heavyweight division. You yeah. know, Volkov's former M1 global champion. He was former Bellator fighter, and... He actually left Bellator after losing to Czech Congo and, uh, you know, guys who had been in the UFC and struggled. So to see him now, a couple of years on, as a legit contender in the UFC, even though he was shown his ass a little bit in Bellator, it's kind of funny how it's worked out for him. Mm. He's put a real run together and, you know, now his, his name's in the mix. Mm. Um, one guy that did get a performance bonus, Paul Craig. Oh, man. Now Jesus you might, Christ. Now on the live broadcast you wouldn't have seen this unless you're a fight pass, uh, fight pass member you wouldn't have seen this because it wasn't on the live it was on the it was on the prelims right Check this out prelims so, were amazing weren't they by yeah, the way they were absolutely sensational so bear in mind me and Nick are in the media room at the time I can't remember who was on stage being interviewed someone was being interviewed on stage so it, the, was, it was Kajan Johnson after his win over Stevie Ray right so the whole of the media room is focusing on Kajan on stage yeah. interviewing him Me and Nick didn't give a fuck about it because Paul Craig was fighting, right? So we were watching a screen behind everybody else. Now, bear in mind, Paul got his ass handed to him for three solid rounds. He was getting his ass handed to him. Got battered. And then in the latter stage, we heard the the clack go to say 10 seconds. seconds. And then all of a sudden, Paul Craig chucks in from... from, He's he's back on the... So his back's on the mat. He's, he's taking ground bat- around. He's getting battered. And then all of a sudden, he manages to manoeuvre his hips in such a position so therefore he could throw on the triangle. Locked a triangle on. The clock was ticking. One second. Yeah. One second. And the guy tapped. 
one second to go. He saved his fucking career with that performance, mate. He absolutely did. And it, the funniest thing was that Kajan Johnson Q&A, like... Uh, yeah, we just broke out. We just went, and everyone's like looking around going, what the fuck is going on and we were just like oh my god he's tapped him in a second to go he fucking tapped him in a second to go it's unbelievable because he did he got battered Paul Craig but your man the fight's not over till it's over is it and uh, wow to do that that was the late that was the that was it broke a record obviously it was the latest tap in three round history uh, if you th- remember Demetrius Johnson did it once in a five round and with a second to go he actually tapped the guy in the one second to go in the fifth round but the difference there was Demetrius Johnson had won every fucking round anyway he was coasting to a victory he just kind of pulled it off because he could the difference here of course was Paul Craig got battered was losing this fight 30-27 on every scorecard I'm telling you now on every Mm -hmm. scorecard and yet he throws that triangle on with 10 seconds to go the MMA gods clearly were looking down on him Um, and Kalaev who was a beast with a, a string of knockouts running into the fighter's UFC debut, he'd be kicking himself because he clearly wanted to... He was he pursuing wanted, he the finish. To finish yeah. He wanted to finish. He wanted to finish Paul Craig and make a statement on his UFC debut. He wasn't happy with a 30-27. He wanted to finish. And in doing so, he put himself in danger. And to do it with a second... To tap him with one second left to go, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, well done, Paul Credit Craig. to Paul. We're Craig, delighted man. for him because he's a top geezer and he kept me see us afterwards. We didn't interview him for the show, but we had a little bit of a chat with him in the corridor afterwards. And he was, he was, he knew, didn't he? He said, yeah, Listen, yeah, I've just yeah. saved my career. I've Absolutely. just saved my UFC. And to be fair to me, he was like, even if, if the UFC hadn't have cut me, I'd have cut myself. I'd have mm. said, I can't. I, if I'm losing three in the row in the UFC, mm. I need to have a little think about my life and phew, salvation. Mm. Incredible. Uh, we did get to speak to quite a lot of people actually backstage, and uh, they're all here for you now. Shall we start with the main man? I think we'll start with Till. Yeah, of course. You'll yeah. start with the... Start right. With the we'll start king. with Till. And the reason why we're starting with Till is because I want to get our quarter for swears out of the way right now. <laughs> Bear in mind, we did this interview for live radio. Okay? Live radio, Saturday night. We're not cutting the swears out, though, are we? No, we're not cutting. You yeah, can yeah. have the swears, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm warning you now, there's bad language in this. But my producer back at Talk Sports Hours, which is a national radio station, just in case you don't know what that is was on the bleep button. He earned his money. I think he went to hospital, actually, to ice his finger (laughs) (laughs) because of the amount of bleeps uh, that are in this. So Darren Till uh, was cage side. He came to join us backstage at UFC London for a little bit of a chinwag. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. For those that are quite uh, clever and uh, ahead on the calendar, you'll know that uh, May 27th is actually a Sunday. It's a bank holiday. God help Liverpool on that day. Because the fans are going to be coming out in force. There's going to be 12,000 mad scousers screaming for one dude. That dude is sat right in front of me right now. It's already been announced that he's top of the table, baby. He is top of the bill. Dream it, believe it, achieve it. It's going to happen that night. Darren Till, welcome to the show. How are What's you? Me? Is everyone okay? Yeah. We're all sweet as a nut. How are you, mate, after okay, these announced after the last okay. 24 hours? This is me. This has been me for 24 <laughs> hours. This smile hasn't come off my face. Listen, what did I say to you, Nick, after the, the fight? I said, living in the moment. And that's what I try to do a lot of. Living live in the moment. There's, there's no word that can justify how I feel. I I couldn't say it here to you because it wouldn't do justice. So just live in that moment and, you know, mate, uh, after May 27th, that night, nothing in my life going forward will top that. Yeah. Not Nothing, uh, nothing mate. Even th- win the UFC title? It, it, it will be special, but I already know I'm going to win the UFC title. Yeah. The UFC coming to Liverpool was a... Uh, mm, wasn't confirmed. Wasn't yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Did I know it was going to happen? So now that it's happening... How many people should have got UFC to Liverpool? How mm. many people? And, yeah. and how many times have you asked? And then just little old Darren from Walton comes and just brings it. So 
Can I, can I say how excited I am? As like you know, you look happier than me. I, well, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, you know, um, he it, knows what a like, night out in Liverpool's like. That's what it is. Oh yeah, oh, you're yeah. after I mean, a night out. Well, no, it's funny because years back when I, I felt I was sticking my neck on the line to write on on UFC in the Telegraph, when it was really unfashionable, all the other boxing correspondents were going sticking their noses up and saying, you know, what are you doing? And for years and years and years, we knew that Liverpool was a real MMA city. Like Newcastle's a real yeah. MMA city. Um, London is the Manchester other. Manchester as well. Manchester. Yeah. There's the four cities where MMA is really strong in this country. And every year with Marshall Zelaznik here and Ant Evans who now runs UFC Fight Pass, we said we're going to have a Liverpool event this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's some great fighters that have come through. <coughs> Terry Etten, Paul Sass, Paul Kelly, yeah. loads of others. All the work that uh, K-Bond did with so many fighters. Yeah. And finally... And I think it's down to your self-belief, your personality, and the way you carry yourself. Not just yeah. the victories, yeah. not just the fact you're an amazing fighter, but there's so much depth to you yeah. as, as a personality. Yeah. And that's what we need in the sport. Yeah. Heroes, stars. You know, we had it with Bisping, now yeah. we've got it yeah. with you, it's amazing. The, the one difference I will say, though, is when it comes to London and, and, and other places as such, there's a, there can be a mixed crowd. You could have the English be the English, and the London crowd don't know who to go with. Yeah. When I'm in Liverpool, it's going to be 13,000 scouts shouting my name. It doesn't matter who's across. It's, it's 13,000 scouts going absolutely insane for me. So that will be the little bit of a difference between London and all the other places. Obviously, everyone's trying to com compare it against Dublin. And I, I will stick my leg on the line and say it will be better than Dublin. I know it will. The date's actually the anniversary of Tony Bellew's greatest moment. What he says will never be surpassed. It was also on a Sunday. The same, same bank holiday weekend, same wasn't it? Same bank holiday yeah. weekend at Goodison Park when he won the world title, he climbed up off the floor. And now An incredible night. And, and guess what? It's a year since I returned to the UFC. Well, date. Wow. Can well, I give yeah. you another target then, Darren? Of course. And I, I want to know, first of all, why you're at Darren Till 2. We'll come to that in a minute because I want to know <laughs> who Darren, Darren Till, Till 1 is. Some cunt got the one. Carry on. Yeah. There you go, Stephen Jarrett. The, the, the uh, biggest hero and the biggest legend to come out to Liverpool is tweeting about me on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I want to know. I, I want to know when you're going to get Darren Till one on on Twitter <laughs> first of all. But the, but the other thing is, can I set you another target? Can you do what Tony Bellew did and take a UFC event to a stadium after listen, that as well? Right. There's a long plan to all. Listen, if I would have said to you when I started MMA seven years ago, when I walked through them doors at Carbon, yeah, I'll, I'll headline the Echo. You all would have laughed at me. And people now are laughing at me when I say I'm going to be a champion and when I say I want to move up and be a champion. Listen, mate, I don't care what fighters say, but I've got plans and dreams. And you can say what you want to me, talk shit, but don't dis disrespect a young man's dreams because I take that as disrespecting. Sitting here now, I will win titles and I will bring the UFC to the That's end. a very large finger banging the table there, <laughs> the noise in the, the background, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but watch when no, it but comes but to Anfield, Yeah, mate. but the point is, rather like we saw with Conor McGregor, this self-belief doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from knowing what you're capable of doing yeah. in, the, in the octagon itself. That's where it comes from, deep in there, because yeah. you know what you can do. Yeah. You look at all those rivals, you know you can take them out. Yeah. And they've not even seen it yet. No. Because you've been doing it in the gym, yeah. and we only see you for a little glimpse. You Is get in there, you keep knocking eye? these kids out. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe make it yeah. go... A, if I'm buying a ticket for UFC <laughs> Liverpool, can we make it go a little bit longer, mate? You know what I mean? Just, just I want my money's worth. Two fights ago, he, he was punching himself in the face, <laughs> giving his opponent a, a helping hand <laughs> on stage <laughs> in a fight. Uh, oh, yeah, insane. shit. <laughs> shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> He's trying to make it more entertaining by helping the guy out, but... 
potentially, you know, that's what makes it so exciting. You know, Bisping broke the seal. Bisping became the first UK mm. UFC champion. He broke the seal. And now for guys like Darren Till, especially Darren Till, because he's next in line, he's not just thinking about becoming a UFC champion. That's been done. He wants to be a two-weight, a three-weight UFC champion. He wants to do the UFC in a stadium in the UK. That, stuff that's never been yeah, done. That, that, that's his legacy. There's a very important role you've got, which, um, having watched the, the, the graph, if you like, of growth and fall and plateauing out, Conor McGregor brought a generation in Ireland to the sport. Michael Bisping was in a different period of time. I spent a lot of time around yeah. Michael, building and working with him. But he had to go to America to make yeah. it. I hope we don't lose you to America to the pace of you because you almost in your hands single-handedly is the opportunity for mixed martial arts to grow exponentially through yeah. your career in this country no way uh, people move camp and, and, and they go and do six weeks here and there because they don't believe in their coach and the people around them now I haven't got one welterweight uh, partner in the gym I've got a few partners they're all different weights ones a heavyweight ones a lightweight whatever but I just believe in me coaching me training partners so I don't need to go to the, the best gyms in the world to achieve what I'm achieving. You know, I'm already getting there now and you're just going to see. I just want everyone to sit back and just watch the show and come, come along with me. You know, I'm just, I'm just a scouser trying to just do what I want. Now, I, I, when you were answering that question, then I saw the, I saw the, the upset on your missus face, right? because she's thinking, yes, California, we're yeah, going to go live in Cali. <laughs> we're going to go and get so some that We're sunshine. in a little apartment in Wavo. That's where we are, son. <laughs> <laughs> She's dreaming of that sunshine. I don't want none of this snow anymore. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, though, mate, congratulations. Thank you. Because, mm -hmm. because for, for a lot of people, this might look like it's been one of those rises that have just come boom yeah. out, out, of the, out of the thing. Nick's been championing you for such a long, long period of time. And obviously before the injury, before you pop your shoulder and what have you, and, yeah. and obviously the comeback period of time. He was constantly in my ear going, listen, right? You ain't said nothing yet. Wait till Darren Till comes back. And I'm going, yeah. Darren Till comes back and sets the world on fire. And it's just yeah. gone like mm. that. And a lot of fans will think that it's just gone like that. Yeah, yeah. But this is taking years of graft. Years, years of graft. Years, years. I've never had a proper job. I've never, I don't know what I've done. All I've done is graft in the gym. And there's been bumps, mate. I couldn't even tell you after stuff I've done in my life because I go to jail right now for it. But the, 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 the hard work that has been done up until this point, I'm 25 years of age and, 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 and I've grafted. I haven't just beat Cerrone. Fuck Cerrone, fuck all the other guys. I've worked my ass off. We're working hard on the bleep button tonight, by the way. <laughs> working hard on that bleep button, hey, No baby. one can say sports, BT sports. <laughs> Adon Adonis is in charge of the bleep button tonight. <laughs> His fingers It's hurt. passion. It's called <laughs> passion for the fans. It's called passion. I admire, the, the um, I admire the years you spent in Brazil as well because yeah. that gave you the cradle of confidence yeah. to the ground. It's the ground yeah. game. Tell us that yeah. story. Yeah. You know, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing Tell journey. us how you go out to Brazil. The thing is, mate, everyone knows, and I'll go through it again, you know, and, and, and the thing is, one thing I want to make clear is I know my mental game because a, f a lot of fighters, right, Nick, they, 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 they have a family and they go off and do this six-week camp and every week they're calling the missus and they're sad and they're, they're upset. Mate, I spent four years there. I, mm. didn't, I didn't miss no one. Yeah. I, I, there was a job to be done. And now I'm back in Liverpool mm. and I've got a family in Brazil. I've got the most important thing in my, in my world, my daughter. Yeah. Do, do, I, do you not think I miss it? And it's not just six months, it's a year. It's been longer than a year. So... You know, that's that's what I go through, mate. And I'm not no sob story here whatsoever. Don't want no one to feel sorry for me. But don't just think that this has happened overnight. Do you mm. know what I mean? A lot of sacrifice been done. Obviously, you all know the story. I had I had a, an incident in Liverpool. You know, 
in, you know, I wasn't really, f- I was focused and I wasn't, and I, you know, doing this and doing that. And I got into a so fight. Colin got you out, didn't he? Colin got me out, mate. You know, I nearly died. This is not me sitting here. Colin's his trainer for people died. that didn't know you. Yeah. yeah, Colin is my trainer and he is everything. Colin is the man. The heron. The heron, yeah. Heron, uh, Team Carbon actually means heron in, in Thai, mm-hmm. so that's what. Yeah. But he said to me, listen, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a champion or do you, do you just want to be a guy who said you could have been a champion? Mm. And, and, you know, that's all I need. And I said, what do I need to do, Colin? He said, go to Brazil and I'll tell you when to come back. So four years down the line, I, st- I came back and he said, are you ready to listen? Are we ready to work hard? Are we ready to take over? And sitting in front of you now, every motherfucker out there is calling me out. There you yeah. go, Adonis, another bleep for you, sunshine. <laughs> I'll do it for you, mate. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> but what, how, are you, how are you finding that, that adoration, that fame, in a way? Because like you said, yeah. we walk down the street now. Yeah. Every yeah. man and his dog knows who no, you yeah, are. She with me on a daily basis. Pe- pe- there's not a day that goes by where people don't stop me. You know, I'm walking out there and people are wanting me to take photos and yeah. selfies and whatever. I wish I could just jump on the crowd and take a group selfie, but... It, 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 it's part of the territory now, yeah, though, isn't it? Of course yeah. it is, mate. The thing is, right, people talk about, yeah, I won't let fame get to me and this and that. You, you've just got to remember that this is a part of it. It's not just the fighting. You've got to remember that people are going to want your ear there and everything, and every single lad and dad and grandmother whatever wants a photo with you. You cannot turn no one away. That's the thing. Mm. You know, the security are pushing you, barging there, but... If I have to stay there all night to take a photo with every fan in there, I'll have to do it, mate. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to sit there and go, yeah, I want to, because no one wants to, but I would have to. It is what needs it's to be It's part of done. your job. It's part of the it's job. It's part of your job. And those they those post that, and they're happy doing that. Absolutely. And those people are the ones that are buying the tickets to come and see you, to support well, you, to, so that so love you. Well, talking well, about buying tickets, that was announced 24 hours ago. <laughs> My phone hasn't stopped. I don't sell, can I go official? I don't sell tickets yeah, to the do. UFC. Yeah, you do. You're Why is everyone in Liverpool <laughs> Yeah, you me do. Everyone's <laughs> tapping me up. Yeah, so I can do. only imagine what your phone is I don't know what's like. happened, right, mate, but I didn't have that many mates in school and all of a sudden I've got about <laughs> a million best mates from school. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them, everybody's down in Liverpool yeah, now going, great. Oh, I went, I went to school about. with Darren. Yeah, but it's clear it's top, mate. I saw Dan the Canal Lucas so you know. Yeah, but what's clear in all of this, even though you're enjoying it and you're clearly enjoying it here tonight, is your feet are on the ground. You know that it's all about the next performance, the next trip to the gym the next training camp getting fit again it's clear it's just it's in your you're exuding it and I'll be honest mate I don't want to be here I want to be in the gym on this Monday I, I'm, mm. I'm enjoying this but I want to mm. just get to the gym and, and go past that trauma that Colin's mm. going to take mm. me through for 10 mm. weeks he's going to put me through trauma Nick knows better than anyone Yeah. how do you find how do you find watching stuff like you say you're not fighting you're at a night tonight there's fights on you're watching it are you like think, looking at it and thinking to yourself oh, Ooh, yeah, thinking how much better am I than any other <laughs> fighter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that there it? You go. Just watch it going. I'm just miles Set better than this lot. Levels miles below this. Miles better. I, I just believe it, mate. And this is no disrespect. Anyone who fights in there has, has got, you know, you've got to have something in you differently from other people. But I, I just believe deep down in me somewhere that I am better than any man on this earth. And I say it to her permanently, mate. You put anyone in front of me, Joshua, anyone, I will beat them. There you go. Right. So once he's cleared up in the US, Anthony Joshua, no, no, heavyweight in champion. Fact, yeah, I've, asked, okay. I've asked him to do me a little video on that, so that's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I've fucked myself up there. Leap. We're going to sort this out. There you go. Once it's all sorted, Joshua, we're going I to the heavyweights. Go, Nick, tell him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good nine. payday, dude. It's a good payday. You want to really get knocked out? I don't believe it that much. It's all just a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about Joshua in the octagon. Bring him in. Yeah, in the bring octagon. Yeah. I was talking bring about in his cage, mate, in the ring. I'll go there. 
Mate, listen, congratulations. Thank the you, last mate. 24 hours has been absolutely yeah. mad for us. It must yeah. be even crazy. I'm in Matalipur, yeah, so we'll see when we get back there. But it's not about. Well, you're getting an open top bus ride. You're going in. Absolutely. You're going in an open top bus. Stevie, they're going to be gold dust the tickets. They're going to be gold. Stevie, Stevie Gerrard, he's driving the bus. That's what I do. Stevie Gerrard's having the bus. You do know the fight is 24 hours after the Champions League final. Listen, mate. And you know Liverpool was still in the mix. You want, you know, you know, like the Conor McGregor effect. Everything just fit into place for him, didn't it? Everything was there at the right time. I feel like this echo event, me not fighting at London, and the way the Champions. League will be, you know how passionate Liverpool people are that weekend honest to God right will go down in history and you know whatever I, I'm there and I'm the main event of it I feel like I'm sitting on Radio Merseyside tonight or something now you know how I feel on a week by week basis but I love it I've got to say it, I love it right. you're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast out of everybody that's on the card tonight I said to Nick on the way into the arena, there's, sure only, one, there's only one dude that I want to see and there's only true. one dude that I want to see win. And he sat right in front of me now after an absolute killer knockout. If this gay, guy ain't getting 50 Gs, baby, tonight, there's some serious, serious smoking going on. Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, how are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, uh, I bet I'm you're good after that, I'm mate. feeling alive right now. We haven't even broke a sweat yet. Uh, no, I, f- I feel good. Like I said, yeah, the sweating was done in the warm-up. Um, getting out there was just a matter of getting a job done, executing a game plan, and it came together well. Um, and yeah, it was very brief. That what? left hook, did you drill that left hook? Did you see an opening when you watched them fight or something? I've, 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 no, I've, I've had a couple of interviews this week and, you know, we've been practicing certain things and as far as this guy with his karate and very standing upright and, you know, traditional coming forward, we wanted to counter off, off of his attack. Um, and with the, like I say, with the guys back over in Florida, we've been working on counter attacks with the hands, No, I'm strong. Um, and it was just a matter of letting him feel it, you know what I mean? So Better your that. brilliant boxing there as well with the little mm. shoulder dip. And you like that, huh? the angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Bobby Nash felt that one too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I try and be a little bit elusive with it because um, I do know that I, I can sometimes sit my weight down very mm. heavy. Mm. And, you know, if you do get hit with one of them, it's going to hurt you. But at the same time, it can be red. So I'm, I'm still, I'm at the point now where I'm getting comfortable in the UFC. That was my sick fight. So I kind of feel like this is this this to me now is is home. So yeah. um, I can I can go out there and I can enjoy myself more rather than it being pressure pressure pressure. Yeah. Um, and it's just a case of of yeah living the moment and not looking past that. You know. So was um, was the uh, Black Panther uh, celebration premeditated, my friend, or uh, did you did you know that you were dropping it, or was <laughs> it just one of those things that automatically <laughs> you know just takes <laughs> over? Yeah. Just it takes <laughs> over. Yeah. I, I was screaming while I was doing that. Um, but You're no, gonna be on the Wakanda card then. I'm, I'm gonna have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that highlight somewhere. On, on, you know, I want to see it go viral right now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was saying before, I'm, I'm the, the whole story behind that is I'm I'm someone who doesn't really come from anything very special um, as far as not bringing and stuff like that. Things hard. Um, I'm obviously a black child, grew up about a dad. And for me, it's just an empowerment thing. I see yeah. it, I see what it does for people and I'm like, yo, okay, it's empowering me right now. I feel yeah. good. And I'm out here trying to, you know, achieve Bet something. your life, and yeah. Yeah, so I, I've, I've obviously, I, I like the fact that I took it and I, I ran with it and just to try and show people, you know, like I was saying before in the cage, I'm, 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 I, fight, I fight for the people. It's brilliant. I, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, you know, you're, you're handsome, you're articulate, you're athletic. You have to be a role model. Um, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sickening, isn't it? Isn't it, it's, it's it, is, it is slightly it's sickening. sickening. Exactly. Man. This guy's made for TV. I know how he feels, Dan. I know how he feels. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're the wrong shade, mate. What's up with you? Listen, yesterday it was announced. 
Speaking of home, yeah. yeah. Speaking yesterday of home, it was announced, yeah. right? I, yo, I, you've just put in a performance tonight that uh-huh. basically everybody's going to be standing up, going, "We need to see this kid in Liverpool." Yeah, uh, we already know before before even uh, it got announced yesterday, but before the fight even kicked off tonight, we already knew what people wanted. Yeah, and we already know who people want to see in Liverpool. Um, and you knew what you had to do. A yeah, sta- a statement e- gets you there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, as well as that, not even just a statement. I don't want to be going three rounds. Everyone knows what what that kind of stuff can do to your body. It's hard wearing, you know. Mm. Um, it's like being in a, involved in a car crash or something like that. So. It was a case of going out there, looking after myself, trying to make it an early night, not not trying to anticipate too much. And then, uh, yeah, we, we, we've moved from one thing to another. Um, what's it, 10 weeks? Yeah, yep. man. 10 you, weeks, I'm you're fresh. fresh. I'll go tomorrow. You just had a spa, man. Uh, what yo, are you talking about? Let's, let's go tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, between uh, Dana White and Sean Shelby, I, I want them to be able to stylistically put me back out there with someone else. Um, yep. And yeah, the same thing is going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to prove something to myself and to, like I say, represent the people. So I'm for the UK. The, well, the, the oh, interesting sorry. thing, Ed, I'll say that obviously um, if Darren and Darren Till and Danny are on that card, two welterweights, mm-hmm. perhaps we could get two top 10 contenders Absolutely. from the UFC top 10, or yeah. Darren's in the top 10, obviously, but um, yeah. to get two other mm-hmm. contenders from the top yeah, 10. Yeah. They talk about Jorge Masvidal yeah. for, for Darren. Well, there's, there's a lot of other well, guys you there. Cow- that you mentioned that Cowboy. Cowboy, yeah. Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. Someone like that, you know? You know right? yeah. um, for, for me, I think stylistically, it, again, it plays the man's like tit for tat. Okay, you know, we're going to have to put that work rate up, but I would overpower that guy so bad, mm. he, he just wouldn't know what to hit him. So, again, I, I don't think he's, a, he's naturally a 170. He's an absolute legend, so it would be an honour to yeah. step in a cage with someone like that and just to have the, the publicity around it, just to, you know, because, again, stylistically, I want to entertain and I, 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 like to, I like to fight. Okay, Can't let me run through them for you then. Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson. He's, he's taking them all. He's going to take them all. Not Colby one Covington. Not one in oh, the top I, ten. I, I Colby Covington. Punches like my thing. <laughs> there you go. Rafael dos Anjos. I'd fight him all day. Robbie Lawler. Robbie's a teammate. <laughs> 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 teammate and mentor right now. So uh, Demian Meyer. Demian Meyer. Oh, he's horrible. Trickly. Yeah, Tri- yeah, yeah, yeah we know him. Um, I've, I've got a good one. I've got a good yeah. one. Go on. a, a genuine one. That's another training partner, by the way. I've got a good <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kamaru Usman, he yeah. says. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, he was calling for Darren Till. That fight was going to happen. He brings the Irish crowd over. He's another European guy. I think that's a great fight for him. Yeah, he was not like that, yeah. yeah mm. Again, I, I think uh, a lot of the 170s, in a sense, I'm not even the biggest 170. But I know a lot of these, a lot of these fools that I'm, I'm, I'll overpower them. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it's just a matter of just bringing the right Danny Roberts out on the night. Everyone knows they've seen stylistically what I can do. They've seen subs. They've seen wars. They've seen me like hold out right until the last minute and then yeah, get yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now, uh, do you know what I want to see? I'll tell you what I want to see, right? Because let's be honest, this 170, there's a sharp pool knocking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I want to see you go back in with Mike Perry, and I want you to oh. see him shut him up, man. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want to see you do. Do you know how few be- people have spoken about? Because that. if you do that. Then all of a sudden, people are talking about you back in the shot pool and, and kicking on for world title shots, course, mate. Like they're course. talking about what we're doing with Darren at this moment yeah, in time. Of course. End of, I'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, just to get what I need to get. Um, and it's no disrespect. Like I said, we were having an interview just before, and as far as UK fighters, yeah, we have got a lot. There are in the, in the, in the worldweight division. Mm. But we, don't, we also don't need to fight each other. Like, yeah. We're in the deepest division there is. Yeah. Yeah. I, could fight, I could fight 30, 40 people before I end up getting around to them. Do you know what I mean? So um, I'm proud of what this country is accomplishing right now. And I, we're establishing ourselves within the biggest sport in the world. So. Perry's perfect. I'm li- listen, Sean, if you're listening to the show right now, man, Perry's perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it at UFC Liverpool. It this is a, he's a Liverpool boy. You need to see him in Liverpool. Absolutely, the fans man. demand it. That's Absolutely. it. Pure and simple. Can I ask a serious question? Again? Because obviously what are you, we what had you talking about? I'm being serious, no, man. No, I'm no, trying no, to no, make no, it for no, you. No, he's not really being serious. <laughs> I am. Never right? serious. I am. In terms of, you know, we've talked with Brad Pickett tonight about... 
the structure of MMA, being a, a, an old school fighter, if you like. Yeah. You know, people like Michael Bisping coming to the end of their career, Darren Till, yourself coming through. Um, Brad Scott didn't get his fight this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Marshall couldn't make the weight. Mm-hmm. And um, really serious story. Brad very upset this week that he's actually made a loss on the camp and the money he's been paid for this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. How difficult is it um, at this stage? with the sport at this stage in its evolution, its development, is it to make a proper living? And how much pressure is there on you guys? You love it, of course, yeah. but how much pressure is there? What can we do to help? It is, it is hard, you know. Um, I'd, I'd say publicity-wise and things like that, it's, it's, even that, you need to be a certain somebody or you need, to, you need to be in the right moment to be able to make the most of, of something. So again, it's like when an opportunity arises, you need to take it with both hands and make the most of it. The camera's on you. Yeah. You're fighting. You only... You know, we spend so many hours in the gym and then we get 15 minutes out of there. Mm. Yeah. You have to make that work. Um, and not only were you faced as well on the mic at the end as well, you've got to do, do your thing, exactly, haven't you? Yeah, everything, everything. Every, every single, you know, you've got to, you got to fill every, tick every box, I'd say, yeah. Because you started in um, boxing, didn't you? And I, you've come out of boxing and gone into MMA and yeah. you're probably in a better place, I imagine. Yeah, but it's, it's still, listen, I've, I've had a couple of losses on my record and it's still hard. You lose, you, it, you, you give it a, like a month or two and you're scraping around to, to be able to make ends meet. And again, mm. for me, with what I'm doing and, and to be able to try and progress, I've got to go other places in the world to go and train, and that costs mm. money. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And you got and a young family, and I've got a family. Yeah, yeah. And this is my job because I'm going to give it the best, the best chance and opportunity. You know, well, it's a calling, months. isn't it, for you guys? That's yeah. the difficulty. It's a calling in in your genetics almost. Yeah. You have to do it. You're the warrior breed, you know. U- UFC pay us a monthly wage. That's it. Bang. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, you're in a, you're in a lucky position because uh, your little lad is uh, is is too good looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we'll probably make you a few quid. Absolutely. Doing a bit of modeling well, at some point. Model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pimp yeah. Can buy my little three year old son. You're already thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, walking around with a top hat and that and a cane. Uh, why not? Uh, no, definitely though. He needs to. He needs to get picked up. So if anyone is listening, if anyone is, if anyone, anyone is listening to this and they want to take a look at my social media, Dan Hot Chocolate, That's have it. a look at Little Clay. Um, Hot yeah, Chocolate doesn't waste an opportunity, That's baby. No? Gucci, no. Prada, you're listening. Get onto Little Chocolate, baby. Hot Chocolate. Yeah. Kids are handsome. Keep that in the family. Yeah. That's it. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. I'm looking into the eyes of one of the greatest, my friend. I've seen this guy knock geezers out with one punch. Do you see what I did there? Do you see what I did? <laughs> we bring the nickname involved. Brad Pickett, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here because normally on this show, we, we cover quite a lot of boxing and we wax lyrical about boxing because traditionally here in the UK, we've got a lot of boxing fans. Mm. Um, and over the last five, even ten years, we've started to see the rise of mixed martial arts. And obviously that's through the brand of UFC and people are starting to pay attention to various superstars that are coming out of the UK. You obviously being uh, one of those. From the time that you started this mad world, my friend, how has this game changed? Uh, it's hard to even like comprehend how much it has actually changed. For me, it's like, it, it's like, they're always going about being the fastest growing sport. I knew, for me, I always thought this was going to be the number one combat sport in my eyes. I didn't uh, realise it'd be within my lifetime. I didn't realise it would be within relatively my career. But for me, it is in my eyes the number one combat sport. It is. It's just the new age of everything evolves, you know. And this sport has evolved dramatically. When it first started, it was styles versus style. Now you see complete martial artists versus martial artists. And you no, know, so it, it, it's it's fun to be in part a big part of it. And uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy with it where it is, and I, I can see it being growing even more and, and keep going, you know. And the development of fan bases as well, because 
back in the day when you started, no disrespect, I'm not dating you here and, uh, and saying that you're no man. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that back in the day, not a lot of people knew about this. I mean, Gareth, I mean, when you started writing about this, man, you had to fight tooth and nail to get those columnists to convince your bosses to say, listen, man, let me write about this stuff. Well, I did, but th Brad, Brad Pickett, Dan Hardy, Michael Bisping, mm. these were the names that stood out. They had fan bases, they had individual identities, they were all killers in their own way. Brad, I mean, it's always been a pleasure to write about Brad. He's got one of the most interesting backstories. And the way I tried to bring these guys forward was to humanize them as much yeah. as possible in the media. Sure personality. I mean, Brad's parents had this incredible bespoke shoe shop where they made shoes for Elton John, for, 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 the, for the Who, for, for the Doors. And he was mixing with all these superstars growing up. No wonder you've got, wicked, to, tra you got wicked trainers on tonight, man. <laughs> That's just what it is, isn't he it? He went to boarding school in the Himalayas. <laughs> for good <laughs> night, and Brad had a fascinating story. This was a guy that could have played pro football. He was a brilliant boxer. You mentioned boxing. Yeah. And the thing is about Brad, you, you had this unique brand, but you had to fight almost in small hall shows to get recognized eventually, didn't you? World Extreme Cage Fighting Championship, then the UFC eventually. And if you'd been coming through now, wow, you'd have been enormous. But yep. it, it says like a lot of things, as in like, there's always an era, as in like, hmm. you look at someone like Gary Lineker, who's a fantastic footballer. He didn't get the recognition he would do if he was a fantastic footballer he is yeah. now. So there's always a time, that, mm. and obviously football was a massive sport back in the day, it's, get, it's getting bigger. I think every sport grows because the population of the world keeps growing. Mm. So, so the population around everywhere. I think also with the combat sport uh, we have now, and going back and saying how well it's grown, mm. uh, I give that credit to the UFC that promote the shows so well. You see there right now, even tonight, the shows fall from the start to the end. Mm. It's not like boxing yeah. where they only promote really the main event. So people just come in towards the main event. See from the bars at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where the UFC promote the card from the bottom to top. So mm. they're so good at creating multiple stars. And, it, and I, I also I think with our sport, more than any other sport out there, fighters are more accessible. You know? yeah. Look at a football pitch. You know, you can't, <laughs> a, a football team, right? Yeah, something like Ronaldo. If I wanted to go play football, I can't walk onto a pitch for Ronaldo. A mm. lot of people can walk into the same gym as yeah. a top UFC athlete and share the same match. And days like this. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We're sat in a media room here and the fighters are coming in left, right and centre having interviews. You're obviously sat with us, just sat here in the middle of a, a coffee room, just having a little bit of a chat for our show tonight. Nick, similar to you, obviously, uh, being the former editor of Fighters Only magazine and obviously covering uh, Brad's uh, career. It's all right in... And he's very modest with what he's saying that the UFC have obviously yep. promoted and what have you. But for us in the UK, especially to fall in love with mixed martial arts and the UFC and, and that scene, you need trailblazers, don't you? Of you course. need talent. You need to because you, you want to fall in love with someone to follow their their story, even if they are fighting in America. Exactly, absolute pioneers. And I think it's you know, Brad was of a different age. He was of an age when the sport was very much in its embryonic stages. But he was going over to America. He was beating the best guys in the world. You know, this is a guy that was beating Demetrius Johnson before everyone knew Demetrius Johnson was. Who is you know? the world number one pound for pound mixed martial artist right now? For for those listening who well, don't know, this guy beat him. Yeah, exactly. So, and he was doing that overseas, but mm. in doing stuff like that, it gives the next generation the inspiration to go, you know what? I can become an MMA fighter. Yeah. I can now fight overseas. There's a career there for me. Mm. And this was the early days. Now, now the sport's completely different. Now people are thinking, mm. I can headline in London. I can come here. Look at Darren Till. He's mm. dragged the UFC kicking and streaming to my hometown mm. but for the first time. We're going to get a UFC, and Darren Till's going to be the main event. But the other great thing, you know, Brad's retired recently. It was a very emotional night here when you did it retire. 
year ago, was. wasn't it? And, the, you know, the... The, the, the support network from the UFC for people like Brad. Brad's got his own promotional group now, and his his events are going out on UFC Fight Pass. Um, yeah. So the, the the generational movement, the support you get from them, because they want you to be a feeder industry for them in the future, is really important. And these are the things we mustn't forget as well. I mean, it's brilliant that they do that, isn't it? it it's great. Obviously, I, I had a long career in the sport, and my passion for the sport won't cease. Isn't it? Like, I I do. I feel like I owe it not just to myself and to the sport to pull back in, you know, like mm. and help the next generation, nurture them. I, I coach a lot, uh, really talented guys. And I, you I are mean, a brilliant coach, by the yeah. way. I'm Hang on a minute. He's an aggressive coach. I've no, seen no, him smacking his face before this, they go this in. This guy, this on, guy, son. I'm telling you now, this guy here, because I worked with him on BT Sport where he was doing demonstrations with us a couple of years back. And Brad's ability to explain and break down a fight and yeah. teach people to do things is off the charts. This guy will produce world champions Thank for this you. country. Already has. Already have. I've got Already one who's like de de defending his belt next week. Is yeah. Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, for Who's me, sensational, let's be honest. Yeah. He is yeah. a good one, isn't he? He, he is. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm surprised he wasn't here tonight, you know, making mm. his debut, you know. But he's got business to do next weekend. He'll do that in fashion, I believe. And then... Uh, I'll make sure he's on the Liverpool card. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's my goal. But also, we have a lot of even other talent. Uh, Dominic Wooden was a great talent for my gym. He was mm -hmm. looking really, I mean, really good. Chris Meyer, we have so many good guys at my gym. Uh, and, and, and you're also, though, listen, we're not going to, we'll, we'll, we'll promote the podcast, mate. You're delving into the media. You're taking yeah. over our jobs. You know what I mean? You're taking <laughs> over the world. I've got, are you right? I've got the face for a podcast. <laughs> Why do you think we're doing <laughs> this? <laughs> I mean, Gareth just alluded to the fact there, obviously, it was an emotional night when you did decide mm -hmm. to uh, call time uh, on your career. As you walk back in to the O2 tonight, do you just get a little bit of itchy knuckles, mate? Do you think she said, oh, I wish I were I, wrapping I, up. I'll be Look honest, at those knuckles. I'll be honest. It's like... Tonight, I'll be honest, was been the closest time I'm like, F it, F it, get me back in there. And, you know, yeah. like, I really do. I mean, like, not that, cause I, for me, when I look at competition as well, I look at competition, I see people fighting, I'm like, what are you doing? You, got, you can't do that. You got, I'm, so I'm coaching people in my head, thinking that. So I'm thinking, what are you doing? And, and then I realize my mind's one thing and my, my body uh, is a different thing. Yeah. So I would like to do what I think I could do, yeah. but my body can't keep up. So that's why I'm still, I think, it's probably best for me to stay away, you know, because for me, yeah, again, the reason I, I got a good fan base is because my thought, my style, I was just aggressive, and I came forward, and I, I eat two to land one, and I didn't care, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I used to call them knuckle biscuits because I, I used to eat them, you know, I, I, I didn't care. Definitely me too, In a real primal way, I was like a, uh, was like a tough man guy, I was like, yeah. oh, you, you hit me your hardest punch, and I'm going to laugh for you and I'm going to come back. And that, obviously, with that sort of style... Fans love that. Fans love that. But then when you get towards the end of, the, the end of your career, I started to feel like, whoa, these punches... Starting to hurt a little bit yeah, more now. I'm yeah. feeling a bit wobbly on my feet. And yeah. it gets to the stage where when you do that, it took my style away where now I have to be a little bit more cautious. It's like, yeah. okay, I am vulnerable now. Where before... I just had that mindset where I didn't give, didn't give two grabs and I came forward and threw bombs. Now I'm thinking... Well, I've got to be a bit careful here. If I get hit, I may go down. Mm. So it, it did change my whole mindset, and it, it, it took the fun out of fighting for me as well. It's I called old school, the, isn't no, it? No, the thing <laughs> with that, though, is I'm interested to know, do you think that was purely down to your, you, 
your age and your length of time in a sport, mm. or do you think it was the evolution of the sport slightly? You know, that there's a less route, you know, the sport evolved a little bit more now that being an aggressive standard and banger is kind of, you know, not as, not as beneficial as it once was. Hence, you know, nobody fights like Vanderlei Silva anymore. Yeah. I, I, see what you, I see what you're saying, but for me, no. Reason I say, reason I say that, because I used to get hit when I started. And I remember they didn't. I didn't feel them. It's not as if someone couldn't throw a punch. Yeah. I was just eating them. Like I didn't care. Yeah. And towards the end of my career, I was getting great even sparring in the gym. I was getting hit and getting dazed a little bit in sparring. With, with you know, I was thinking, what's going on? So yeah, I, I just think there always is a shelf life, and I, I think I just reached the end of my shelf life, especially for my my style. Exactly, Brad. Yeah. Because, no, because I remember the last few fights you had talking to you about this, the frustration of people like Ian McCall dancing mm. away from yeah. you the whole fight, yeah. chasing a fight over 15 minutes with guys who they know what you wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. You, but we knew, you wanted a fan, please. Mm. I remember so many times you said to me, you know, all the interviews you did with The Telegraph all those years where you said, I don't mind being knocked out. I want to deliver for the fans. Mm. That is what I want. Mm. I, d I will go out on my shield every time I fight. That's why he was and in your the frustration US for such a long period of time. Dancing away from you mm. was what you couldn't handle mm. anymore. Yeah, I mean that's when I went down. I went down a weight class to try and get a, a fight with Demetrius Johnson again, and I found with that weight class, even though making the weight was tough for me, it was. Yeah, it's the stars of fights, isn't like yeah. even to this day. I said now, if you put me and any of those guys in that weight class in a room and give one of us a key, I'll, I'll come out. No time limits. No yeah. time limits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know that. Like, if we're, we're fight, we're fight maybe over, maybe that's the thing that you could promote now, man. Yeah, if, we're fight, if we're fighting over pig, I'll be in a ham sandwich. But <laughs> I just ran it. Fifteen minutes. I just I just couldn't catch him, and, yeah. and they just knew how to unpause me. And I could be standing. There, Come on, what are you doing, standing bang? But obviously, it's sensible for them, you know. Mm. That's the way to beat me, and that was like kind of like a blueprint. So then I went back up a weight class, and and then I thought ran, ran into people like Thomas Amado and stuff like that, and yeah. it got to the stage where. Uh, I'd never been knocked out before in all my fights, and then I got dropped. But I've been dropped in fights, don't get me wrong, but then I got knocked out by Thomas Almeida. And even to this day, I'm like, it was bad. Mm. But I, even to this day, I'm like, I was fine. You knocked yeah. him down first. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I did. It was actually, I was winning the fight. You were. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I got dropped. And like, even to this day, I've, I, I've got up from worse from that. But because it went down on my record as a, t uh, a KO, it just changed my mindset. It's like now, now I'm vulnerable, and every it's just weird. Every yeah. fight after that fight, mm. I got dropped to some point. Even if I won fights, yeah. I won fights, but I still got dropped. Even like no disrespect to Uriah Faber, I don't think he hits hard, but he dropped me. And I'm like, what is going on? That's what. That's where I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. Mm. And even seeing my last one, my retirement fight, I was winning the whole fight. And I'll be honest with you, I was being quite cautious for myself. For you, yeah. For me, very cautious. <laughs> but everyone else thought I was going mental, but I wasn't. I was, <laughs> it was cautious for me. Uh, winning the whole fight, because I was just thinking, I just want to make sure I win. Yeah. And then the last minute of the last round, he threw a high kick, End hit off. me. And it's one of those ones where I'd have had it like a, you know, like a biscuit before. It, it, it dropped me. And like even to this day, even then, I, I thought I'd recovered fast enough, but Grant, went, Grant stepped in and stopped it. I thought I was fine, but, you know... Yeah, you know, old news is old news hey, now. I guess. Listen, man, you had a wicked, wicked career. When um, we're going to be speaking to some of the the, the new guard mm. a little bit later on in the show, out of that new guard, I know that we've just been waxing lyrical about Nathaniel, who's not yet in the UFC, but yeah. hopefully will be uh, sometime soon. Out of the guys that are already in the UFC, mm. who are you excited about? The English talent that's currently in the UFC, where's the world title coming well, from? Hundred percent, Darren Till. He's like he's he, he's just 
I've known him for many uh, for many years. He's one of those guys who's done the right thing. He, he went out to uh, uh, Brazil early days, mm. uh, and, and he just he moved there. You know, yep. so he, he immersed himself within the sport to, to develop. Uh, he's come back, and, he, and now he's an absolute he's an absolute beast. And it's just not just being on realism. It's not just about skill. It's about confidence. Yep. When you have the confidence and the provider, there's that an X factor there with yeah, him, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. So like, you gotta have that. You gotta have that self belief. You look at someone like Conor McGregor. He had the the best self belief ever. It, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a very technical fighter, but yep. you gotta have that belief. Fake you know? it till you make it, brother, isn't yeah, it? 100%, Act like a champion to become a champion. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. We are in the media room uh, with the one and only Miss Paige Van Zandt. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're very well. Welcome to the UK. Thank you. Uh, my first time here, and it's been awesome. Really? It's been really cold. It's snowing outside. <laughs> I'm okay with snow. I love the snow. I don't get it where I'm from, so it's, it's nice to see it here. This is a new experience for you. <laughs> it is. I, I noticed on the, on your social media, you're taking in all the, uh, the the tourist spots. You're doing the London Bridge. You're taking, yep. it, you're taking it all in. We are. Yeah, I uh, was fortunate enough. I brought my mom out, so she's never you're been here a, either. Listen, listen, you're the guest fighter, <laughs> but you're making a holiday out of it. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, I'm making a vacation. So the UFC does have me very busy, but we, had, we woke up early this morning and made sure we all the sites before we came here to the fights. Let's talk about you first of all. As a yeah. fighter, before obviously we talk about UFC London, uh -huh. how's the arm? The arm's okay. So the problem is because I don't have a cast on, I feel like I can do more than I should. But um, it's yeah. healing. The doctor said about three months until I can start punching. Was it 15 again. screws and nine plates or something in there, isn't it? Pretty close. Mm. One titanium plate and seven <laughs> screws. But, you know, it feels like a lot worse. And can mm. I just point out for those that don't know too much about Paige's last fight, uh, she fought on. It's not like you uh, just thought, I brought my arm, I'm going to stop fighting. Yep. You cracked on. And you were having a chat with my good friend. Uh, <laughs> you were having a chat with Nick the other day regarding this. And you referred to it as country tough. Is that right? Yes, so that's, you know, okay. I feel like I was born and raised in the country. I grew yeah. up in a place where, you know, we rode dirt bikes and hunting and fishing. And when I would cry, my dad would say, like, hey, you need to stop being a yeah. P word and get up. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's no crying in dirt bike riding. He told me that multiple times. So, uh, yeah, it was in the cage. It broke my arm. And I was like, you know, I was born and raised to not what cry. What would my dad say? So I, be I better crack on. My dad you've would tell me not to be a P word. It, yeah, and you've done it at 40 miles an hour before on a bike. Exactly. So, you know. And my dad was in the audience. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, no, my dad. Here I can't like so I, I knew I needed to push forward um, and make it to the end of the fight. How hard is it then to not throw your right hand? Wait, when you're fighting, you're in a, you're in a scrap and you're not chucking that because it's broke. That must be quite yeah. a difficult thing because in your head, robotically, you want to. It, the whole time I wanted to, I was able to throw it one time because um, I was like, you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to do like, it. I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> I threw it. It was a huge mistake. It hurt so bad to, to try to throw the right. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to not do that anymore. So what's uh, the recovery process at this moment in time and when are the fans going to be able to see you back in the octagon? Um, recovery process. So I have about three months until I can start throwing it again and then six months, I think, until the fight or maybe sooner. It really just depends because I'm able to work everything else, um, how soon my right hand will be ready. And obviously, as uh, Nick sp uh, spoke to you earlier on this week about uh, the change of gyms and stuff like that, I yep. mean, that fight was going really, really well for you until obviously the break of arm and therefore you had to change tactics within it. So you must well, come away with it like, oh man, we've yeah. worked on so many things. Well, and that's the problem is, you know, in the first round I got too comfortable. I mean, I still look at it as like a, a critical, you know, I, I in a critical way, you know, and I got too comfortable on the ground. I was, I just kind of figured the further the fight went, the better position I would be in because I'm the smaller fighter. I have a huge gas tank. I can go for 
forever. So I was thinking, you know, even though she was on top of me in the first round, I was like, yeah, I'll just let her lay there. She's getting tired. I'm not. So and then I go and break my arm. So my whole game plan goes out the window. So in the third round, um, you know, the judges gave me the third round, even with a broken arm, I was able able to go in there and strike with her. And I should have just relied on my striking from the get go. And you live and you learn. And, um, you know, people ask if I'm going to stay at 125 because I was smaller, but uh, definitely staying at 125. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest regret from that fight is, you know, it sucks. I broke my arm. Everything went right. The fight camp was perfect. My coaching was perfect. The weight cut was perfect. Then I broke my arm. Yeah. Is this, the, is this the worst place for you to be, though, right now, Paige, carrying an injury? Oh, it's fights? awful. Is it, this is, is it terrible. Frustrating? Luckily, you know, I've been doing interviews and been in, like, little meet and greets here and there. Yeah, so we're, I we're trying to distract you. We're trying yes. to distract you yeah. away from the fight. You're doing a really good job distracting me, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Okay. I'll do my usual thing here and try and build a bigger picture. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you brought a lot of glamour to our show tonight. I must Thank you. What are you talking about, man? I put my yeah. best sweater yeah, on. Yeah, that's best Blackburn <laughs> glamour, isn't it? Jeans <laughs> and a sweat top. You know, but you're doing well, Adam. You might shave. Okay. I apologize. Hey, you you look classy. You look amazing. Yes, well, they know that. Um, (laughs) But he's hunting vampires later. (laughs) The thing is, this um, annoyingly, you're still only 23. Yes. Yes. Well, my birthday's at the end of the month. Well, we'll be there celebrating. Okay, awesome. Um, You're still only 23. We've talked to other fighters tonight about the bigger picture in terms Mm -hmm. of. There's a lot more guys succeed trying to succeed to earn a decent living in this sport. Yeah. Now, you were almost a cover model at the very beginning of your career. Uh-huh. You're, you're extremely beautiful physically. You. you can fight, um, which is obviously what you do as a she's career. Co- she's country tough, man. You're country, country tough. tough. Yep. You know, you're from Oregon. You've got all that kind of, you know, you, as I say, you've got this brand. Uh-huh. Are women like yourself at more of an advantage in the UFC at the moment than some of the men because of that? You know, it's so hard. Uh, I do agree there is more. The men's division is deeper. But at the same time, us women are still going out there and we're fighting for it. Hmm. And we have to volunteer, volunteer ourselves to bleed and fight. And I think maybe there are fewer of us, so we get more of an opportunity within the cage. But it's a much harder road within the gym. So uh, it's a lot easier for girls to give up along the process, being the only female in the gym, the only female on your management team, the only girl going through this. It's a really rough road, but I feel like if you can stick all that through, then there is a huge chance for success. Well, there's the other thing that um, there's still a big section of society that wonders why women are fighting as well. (laughs) And, you know, you're the kind of person that's changing that perception. Well, and I love that. I think that I love that people are still continuing to think, like, why why would I do this? And why would I ever do this? Because, Mm. hey, it means people are watching. And it's drawing that interest. It's changing people's manners. It's changing everything. And it makes people care and makes people watch. Regardless of... We spoke about it earlier this week, Paige, but you know, I was saying to you, you've got so many opportunities outside of mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. You're doing a lot of TV in the US. I'm yep. sure Hollywood are knocking on the door and everything yeah. else now. But fundamentally, you do it because you love it. This exactly. is what you love to do. Yeah, well, and a lot of people, you know, especially I feel like right now with the injury, everyone keeps asking if I'm going to start doing more Hollywood stuff or uh, switch my focus. But it's, it's more so now it's just really lighting a fire behind how much I love fighting because the fact that I'm – forced to sit out when they're sparring days or I'm forced to sit in the audience here oh. and not participate and know that I won't be able to participate for some time. 
um, and tell my arm heals. That's what really gets me going. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do anything else. I don't, I'm not signing any contracts with anybody. I just want to get back in the cage. Is it true that Reese Witherspoon would play the movie of your life, though? <laughs> I hope so. Hey, so we almost have the same birthday. Yeah? I do know that. that you've all got I similar, love her. <laughs> very similar look as yeah. well. Yeah, oh, love her. I really hope so. What Let's I, get her to do it. What I thought that you would be doing in this downtime, obviously, you've recently got engaged, right? Yes, so what I, I thought did. you would be doing. Which, by the way, the most hated, poor, the, the poor man is the most hated. Oh, everybody hates him. <laughs> But the, but the thing is, I come on, name him, name him. Oh, Austin Vanderford. Absolutely. Yes, everybody hates him now because he took me off the market. Um, but damn. But he's dangerous, you know, a national yes, uh, champion is. wrestler, mm -hmm. um, undefeated as a pro, and mm -hmm. coming up in the ring. So I'm really excited. Do you wrestle at home together ever? On yeah. The sofa? You can't questions like that. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just make this what are you absolutely asking? clean. <laughs> Let's keep this classy. If you're fighting over the TV remote, yes. Do you wrestle? Yes. And, and? Okay, so, well, yeah, of course, I, when it comes to, like, domestic home vi oh, home battles, yeah. yes, I win. I'm the boss. You're on but top, yeah? Yes. I'm, no, I mean, oh, sorry. oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, in the show. wrestling. Hang on, stop. <laughs> can Am I, can I blushing? I uh, no, I'm going to move. Page is blushing. Where I was going to go. Okay, let's, I remember, let's continue I remember with what you're talking about. I remember when I got engaged to my now wife. Yep. I know that she, as soon as the ring was on her finger, straight away there, were the, there was the planning and all that type of stuff, and she was off on one now. Yes. Now, obviously, you're a busy lady. Yes. Normally, you're in the gym, you're doing your thing, but now you've got a little bit of downtime. Yes. Are, are you, obviously, on with that? Are you planning, planning with that? Planning the wedding? No, not at all. Okay, not even thinking about it. It's good. like, it's amazing being engaged, totally love him, yes. but uh, right now, the focus is fighting. But you and understand each the focus other, though, as well, though, because you both... From the same exactly, industry, we're you know? cut yeah. from the same fabric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both know fighting is the most important thing in our lives, and so you can both be selfish. Exactly, in a weird we way. both yeah, be selfish. Yeah. I'm here doing everything here in London. Mm. He's back in the states, getting ready for a fight, and we're doing our. Own, we know that we have to mm. do our own thing, but um, we train together every single day in the gym. Wow. So uh, a wedding can happen whenever you can do that, and it, the wedding is just the show. We're already engaged, so it, right now I just want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> or the awesome idea: uh, win my fight mm. and then do the wedding ceremony with all the fans like oh, at the wow. arena the fans amazing, amazing. Wedding, amazing. right amazing. That's an <laughs> hey that's an Wait, idea is Dana gonna is he is gonna, he the, is he gonna priest? Is he he'll he'll yeah. 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 yeah something like that you yeah. make kiss the bride yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> How is um? Uh, is your mum in the room with us today? Is she yeah, she's shit? hiding. Please um, grab her, grab her, because I want to ask her a question. Come here. Come on, let's get her on the show. Let's get. She's let's get really. Show. Come, she's the most. Come, shy come, oh, Mrs. Come, come. Van Zandt. Please. The most shy person Zandt, in the please, entire world. Here. Please share the microphone with come your daughter. On, I, I want to ask you this, right? Because come you on, realize you realize your your daughter's going to have fighting offspring, don't you? No. Well, before Possibly. yeah. Well, before we get to that, obviously your daughter was a fantastic dancer as a as a youngster, and then I want I want to talk about obviously the moment that she comes to you and said, Mom, listen, right? The dancing, not for me, right? I want to go and punch some dudes in the face, right? That's what I want to go, that's what I want to go and do. Tell me about that dad. Tell me about that reaction and how did you react? Oh, let's see. Actually, I think she went with her dad first. Oh, went to dad. Okay, okay. okay. With okay Ken to oh, she went with her dad first to Ken Shamrock's gym. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember her falling in love with it, actually. <laughs> I came uh, home with a bunch of blood on me. Uh, <laughs> I came home covered in blood. It's and a bit different to dancing, you know, isn't it? She, a little she bit freaked out a little bit, but then I was able to tell her, hey, it's not my blood. It's all good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she was a fan. Then she was supportive. Yeah, I'm actually a fan of the women's UFC now. How, how do you find it? I mean, I, I get emotional when friends are in the octagon fighting. It must be a weird experience when your daughter's in there. 
It is. I don't watch Warehouse. I'm nervous now. I'm just nervous for the people out there right now. <laughs> I prefer to watch from the TV. <laughs> but she's doing a great job. Yes. She's doing a fantastic yeah. job. And how does, does it feel? But how does it feel when people think you're sisters all the time? <laughs> yeah, that happens. You're on it today, aren't you? I'm classy. You are. I'm just trying to make these girls feel welcome in London. Well, you know? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. How long are you in the UK for? Oh, we leave back yeah, we leave tomorrow. Oh, okay. So only a little yeah, bit. So you bit. basically you're leaving us with the snow and then you're going back to the sunshine stage, yeah? Yes. yes. Well, she goes back to Nevada, the desert. So now that is she hot. goes back to that all sun. Hot. I go back to all rain in Oregon. Perfect. Paige, absolute pleasure. Missy Van Zandt, thank you so much for having you on the, on the <laughs> thank show. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Enjoy the rest of your London stop, and we hope to see you back soon yep, doing thanks. what you do best. Take care. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. So there you go. Darren Till, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, Brad Pickett, and finally Paige Van Zandt and her mum. Uh, on the Fight Disciples podcast. The other voices that you heard there, by the way, interviewing away and asking questions, Gareth A. Davis uh, from The Telegraph, who was joining us on our talk sports show uh, on Saturday night. It was quality, that. I really enjoyed Saturday night, being just sat in that media room and the and the people that were being ushered in and out of the show. It was just a fantastic vibe. Boxing can learn a lot from the UFC, the way they put an event together. Yeah, absolutely. Um Imagine know. if we did that on a week-by-week week basis and just sat in a media room. Forget yeah. being ringside. I'm not interested in ringside. No. Sat media, and then all of a sudden you go, right, Lewis Ritson, for example, this weekend in the world of boxing. Of course. Get yourself through, have a bit of a chat. Right, here you go. Uh, Scott Carl, whoever. Doesn't matter. And then uh, Dillian White, get yourself on there. Yeah. Oh, mate, tremendous. Eh? Of course, that's how they should do it, you know. And uh, even outside as well, the production, you know, where they have all the, the big screens and the little interviews with the fighters, which is all pre-recorded and done, but the way they edit it together. Yeah. When you're watching an event live, there's nothing quite like the UFC. And you're right, boxing's a million miles away still in terms of the show that is putting on by the UFC. So it was good to be there up close and personal. You know what? It's just whetted my appetite for UFC Liverpool because we're going to fucking smash it. <laughs> Mick. I feel, I feel, like, right, I, I feel like I own a slice of this UFC right. Liverpool yeah. gig, man, because I've been pushing for this for a long check time. Check this out. So. Right, so obviously this only happened last week. So we were in London all last week, spending a bit of time together in London last week. We came back up to Liverpool. We talked about it all uh, Friday night in Liverpool. Then we were uh, back down for the big show on Saturday night. We did that show that you've just heard little bits of interview, right? All the chat from Nick, right? He's not really paid too much attention to me. He's been on his phone, he's been on his emails, he's been booking shit. So, for example, we now know that May 27th is when um, UFC Liverpool is happening. All right, you know that. Nick has booked us into various parts of Liverpool with various uh, players in the UFC, various players in the world of sport, various actors, you name it. We are booked up now for the next three months. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. In, in fight week, it's all booked up. You've already been doing the business, haven't you? It's going to be it's going to be ready a bit to rock special. and roll. It's going to UFC Liverpool. <clears throat> the preview week, the final week. It's going to be the fight disciple show. I'm telling you right now. I'm getting that shit locked down. We may even do a live show, Adam. And you didn't know about this. We may even do a live show mm. on the Friday or even the Saturday night in Liverpool because obviously there'll be loads of fight fans in town. Um, celebrities, sports stars, you name it, son. Well, think of the Olympic Games. That's kind of what Fight Disciples, Fight Week are going to be like. Just just follow us on social media. Without that, without that, what's her name? The, the one who fronts it, the big fat one who fucking hates it. Who? What's her name? Baldwin or whatever her name is. <laughs> She's not allowed on. She's not here. Everything that's good about the Olympics. Fight Disciples, fronted by Claire Balding. Balding, yeah, fuck it. That's what's happening, Fight Week. We're going to get her on, yeah? Got no love for Balding. No? No. Do you want me to tell you? Do you know me? Do you, you know, know me Balding story. I know you, you know Balding story. Nobody story. else knows your Balding story. Go on. 
She doesn't like this city. She slagged say Liverpool that. off. She slagged Liverpool off. Yeah. This is this is it, right? Nick's one of them where he's allowed to slag it off. It's because I'm from here. That's what. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Honestly, when him and his mates are together, they can give it a fucking kicking, right? But yeah. when, for example, right, that that Darren Till chat that you just heard in the podcast. Obviously, there's loads of stuff that wasn't on the podcast because we've been sat in hotels with mm-hmm. him and just having a bit of chin. We've been having beers. He's been on the uh, cokes and the waters and all that type of stuff. But we've just been having a chat, right? Now, when Nick. And Darren are talking about Liverpool and they, I don't know, they might be talking about a particular area and they're giving it a kick in. Everybody's laughing along, right? Everybody's there around the table. Dan Hardy was with us. Yep. We haven't even spoke about that. Me and Dan Hardy mates now. Fucking hell, Jesus. I was t- Do you know what? That's the first thing I told the, the missus when I got back on Sunday. She was like, how was your week? I said, well... Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We'll save that. I just want to t- tell the okay. Liverpool story. So th- you and Darren are fucking giving it all the big and, oh yeah, this part of Liverpool, this part of Liverpool, blah, 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 blah. The moment... Anybody joins in that conversation that is not a scouser, fucking hell. It's like I've stabbed his mum, right? <laughs> All hell breaks loose. And don't do that with Till, by the way. Don't no. Do, no, because his eyes glaze over. Anyway, by the way, Dan Hardy. So Thursday, we're in London, uh, we're in London last week. <laughs> it just made me laugh how much you fell for him. You like you were like a little starry-eyed group. Right, so this cute. Out. Check this out, right? This After is, years I'm gonna tell of dubbing my boyfriend. Right. So last Thursday, we're having a, we're all having a bit of a crack, and uh, we're in the Fighters Hotel. Well, where have we been? We'd been somewhere in London, me and you, and anyway, and we went back yeah, to yeah. the Fighters Hotel, and uh, we were just sat down, we we're just having a beer. I had a radio show to do that evening, and Nick was just well, he was just getting on the lash with his mates, right? Basically, Dan Audit rocks up, right? Now there were a few of us around the table, a couple of lads from BT and all that type of stuff. There were a few guys around. Dan Audit rocks up. You shake his hand, right? And he looks at me. I looks at him, and I thought. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going for it. Stands up, goes for the big hug. Everybody who obviously, they listen to our show, Mm. everybody knows that I slag him off just for the crack. (laughs) Every one of them going, you two-faced cunts, what are you doing? You give him shit every single week. Exactly. Yeah, but Dan took it, didn't he? What a fucking geezer. He even bought me dinner that night. He did, yeah, yeah. What a lad. You were fucking all over him like a a wet rash. Mate, honestly, Honestly. Dan Hardy, I know that he's doing his podcast, but he needs to talk about some of the stuff that we were talking about around the dinner table, mate. Fascinating guy, he? He's a fascinating dude. Absolutely fascinating, dude. The way that he thinks about fight sports in general, just the way that he thinks about stuff in just general life. Honestly, mate, I think I've... Can I get in on this? You've got a man crush, haven't you? Can I get a bit of You've got a man crush on Dan as well. Can we we have a bit of a threes? Now I know why you're in love with him. Exactly. Now I've met him. Now I've touched greatness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so if anybody uh, sees me on Twitter, uh, tweet... Do you know something? Hi, Dan. No, seriously. No, seriously. Last night, I I rewatched the UFC London show, and uh, his commentary was brilliant. Again, to the extent where he started predicting stuff that was going to happen later on in fights. But he's the best in the business. Well, he's he's frightening it. Best in the business. He was frightening it, right? And I got my phone out, and I thought, I'll tweet him just to say that commentary was amazing. (laughs) Just wait a minute. And I wrote the tweet out, and I went, What are you doing? What are you doing? You are going to get fucking murdered. Delete. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I DM'd him instead. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I didn't. But I just thought, honestly, I wrote the tweet and I thought, Nick will see this. Every fight disciple will see this. And I'll just get, I'll just get, I'll just get absolutely I'd have absolutely caned you. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. I deleted it. So Dan, if you, I know you listen to the show, mate. The commentary was fucking mega. There you go. Suck. <laughs> See you in Liverpool, Daniel. Yeah? See you in Liverpool. <laughs>
we'll have a night out, Dan. We'll have a night out. Thanks for the sign book. Well, Dan's going to do our live show. He doesn't know yet. I'm going to sign Dan up for the live show. Fight Disciples Live. It is happening in Liverpool. Fight Week. Darren Till, UFC Liverpool. Be there. Be squared. Tickets on sale 19th of March. You think I'd work for UFC, don't you? Tickets go on sale 19th of this month, man. I'm telling you now. I've told you again. I reiterate it. Not 19th. That's today. 19th of next month. If you do not buy a ticket, you will not be attending this event. It's going to be crazy, man. It's mm. going to sell out ridiculous. Mm. I like the way that we've just had a business meeting on uh, on the podcast. I, knew enough, I don't even know what's going on. Nick, yep. See, Nick's just taking control of this. I'll just turn up. You just turn up. And you just turn up and, and hug. Talk. And you hug. just talk at the microphone and put it in your face. <laughs> and hug Dan Hardy. <laughs> hug Dan. As well, long you, as that's in the deal. I'm going to sit between you and Dan now. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's all gone a bit well, wishy-washy now. You get a gel? Yeah, exactly. Mate, I get now. your own man crush. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening there's still one more big name to hear from the one and only Michael Bispin I'll leave you in his company we will catch you next time you're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast welcome back to the UK yes always a pleasure to be back and, and when I say that I uh, obviously that sounds like a, the right thing to say but every time when the plane just g- gets over English land and I see all the green grass honestly it fills me with a sense of pride it's always nice to, yeah and you're rocking and rolling there you go there you go they are a, they're a mean set of winkle pickers then by the way that you've gone for today these two boot New Yorks they're classic shoes then man uh, they're a good, nice uh, nice pair of shoes is the words you're looking for you don't, <laughs> you don't get them in Clitheroe son hey bro these are handmade finest leather you can buy <laughs> Uh, you're here obviously launching the UFC gyms. Correct. What I want to know is music is a major part of being mm. inside the gym. Gets people pumped up. Ooh, right. I know where this are, is going. Are we going to be getting a treat? Maybe some of the tunes that you used to play Maxime's at some point. Are we going to get some of them? Well, do you know what? Actually, I was going to say no, but in the UFC gyms out there, mm. one of the things I like is that you go in, the music's blasting. Yeah. And, and it is that there's a lot of high energy stuff. If you want to work out, you don't want to hear, you know. But it, yeah, whatever no you want. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a great song. Yeah, great, great singer. You know, if you want to sit down and yeah. with your girlfriend, whatever. But it's not what you want to work out to. Um, no, DJ Mikey B will not be coming out of retirement and blasting on the decks. But there will be uh, music being pumped out there that you want to work out to. Are you going to get the turntables out? Are you going to go well, down that route now? DJ Mikey B is officially hung up his headphones. <laughs> a lot of You're people asking. Oh, come on, come on. Thing. I'm a, uh, you know. Imagine if you rocked. I've got bigger. Fish, I've got bigger fish to fry these days. No, you're right. You're right. But uh, yeah, that was that was a former life, my friend. A good life. It, it was a good time. It was a good time. For those that don't know anything about Maxine's, it's a mad old place. Google it, right? They didn't serve any alcohol in that place. It was all about cups of tea and everybody on <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Good music though. Yeah. Good times. That was. I used to DJ in like 1995 to you know. So it was a long time ago, buddy. That's it. East Lanks massive. That's what. There you about. go. Let's talk fighting, shall we? Yeah. Well. Talk whatever you want. Listen, because obviously at the back end of last year, you fought George. Yep. You then decided to uh, save the card over in uh, in Asia. As you look, Shanghai. Yeah. As you look at that now, what are your thoughts? As the dust has settled on that, was that the right decision for you to make? Do you know what? I mean, I mean, yes and no. I mean, obviously, you know, from from uh, an analytic standpoint in terms of what's right, mm. athletically, career-wise, then no, it wasn't. You know, and probably. So you're a gangster, so you don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do this to get paid. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and and one of the hard, well, the hardest part about getting ready for a fight is the training camp. Yeah. You know, and you, you got you go through three months of hell. That fight was three weeks after the, the other one. I didn't have to do a training camp, so I effectively got two paydays for one camp. You know, now of course I wanted to win. I went out there to win. Um, you know, and I was doing okay, but he just caught me with a good shot. You know, and God bless him, good for him. Take nothing away from him. Would, would the result be different if if I hadn't rushed right into it? Yeah. Uh, for sure. I know I can beat that guy 100%. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I remember the week of the fight, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I said to my coach, oh, no, my wife. I said, geez, look how skinny I am. I'd got so skinny because I've been training so much and, and dieting and all the rest of it. You know, I'd lost a lot of power. And, yeah, yeah, I, I was a shadow of myself in some ways. But, you know, at the end of the day, as I say, I do do this as a, as a career as well. And there was a nice paycheck on the end. So so that did soften the blow somewhat. I did, I did, I did, I did. What's next, man? What's next? Because there were a lot of rumours that you would appear on this at the weekend, yeah, UFC London. Correct, How correct. How was that? Yeah, it was very close. You know, I mean, we agreed uh, opponents and whatnot, and I actually received a bout agreement, but the, the bout agreement wasn't what I was looking for. Of course, it's a business venture between yeah, yeah. me and the UFC and whoever else is on the card. Um, and it, it wasn't the right deal for the UFC, what I wanted, and, you know, we just didn't agree Who on that the fight. Uh, the opponent was Rashad Evans at 205. Nice. We fought in the past. He's a former champion. Uh, and I respect Richard. He's a great guy. And that, that was important to me. I didn't want to fight a guy that, you know, there's the expression bad blood. I hate that. It's very American. But still, mm. I didn't want to fight somebody that I had bad blood with. I wanted to have a, uh, if it was going to be my farewell fight, fight somebody I respect. Mm -hmm. Put on a good show. Be a, uh, put my best foot forward. You know, a, a good example to kids and whatnot. You know, because I've, I've had my moments over the years where I've acted like a bit of a tool here and there. You know, which is regrettable. But when it's someone that you don't like and you're going to fight each other, yeah. it does bring out that side. Yeah. So that's why it was important for me to fight somebody like Rashad Evans or someone else that I respected. Uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of acting these days, which I, ne I never thought I'd, I'd I say that. The other day. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah check it out, please. Oh, uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. I just finished filming MacGyver, which is uh, on CBS in the States, Network TV. Got another Triple X later in the year. Got a, got a bunch of acting stuff going on right now, so that's good. Um, you know, obviously, I still love fighting, and, and maybe there'll be one more. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I've achieved it. I know you've achieved it. I've achieved everything I wanted to do. You know, I do. You can put the gloves in the middle of the octagon and say, "Listen, thanks a lot." I do. I do. I do. I do. But you know, it's got to be right. Yeah, okay, fair It's going to be the right deal. So UFC Liverpool's being talked about. You fancy that? It depends when it is. It depends if I'm free. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, if, I, if I could do it, I'll do it. Okay. If I'm free, because as I say, I'm contracted to do another Triple X movie in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So as long as it doesn't clash with that, then uh, then I'll do it, you know? Being in London, it must bring back, and the weekend, obviously, you're going to be in the O2 Arena once again. It must bring back awesome memories of that Anderson Silva. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was almost... That's it the was, best fight that we've seen in there, in the UFC. Uh, the yeah, UFC, gone, without any shadow of that, it's the best fight that we've seen. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much two years ago. You know, almost to the date. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's great to be back. It really is. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to everybody at the weigh-ins tomorrow. I'm doing the guest fighter duties. Um... A lot of good memories. I've fought in the Ultra Arena many times now, and I'm very fortunate to be able to say that. Uh, of course, fighting in Manchester. I've never lost in the UK, period, you know, and, and that's partly down to the support I've had here. The support I've had here in the UK is, is amazing. It really is, and I'll never forget it, and I'll, I'll be eternally grateful for everyone that ever cheered for me. 
acting then, all right? Yeah. Obviously, you've become world champ. You set that dream. Yep. But you're having a little bit of a play with the acting. You're doing quite a bit of it. Oh, yep. you get an Oscar at some point. Is that oh, nice well, next? well, well, you know, a good friend of mine, Chris Overton, actually just won an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, uh, unbelievably. I mean, he's a very talented guy, but, you know, winning an Oscar, that's not what I'm going for. Listen, you know, I'll be doing action roles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but listen, hey, hey, no, I'm not doing it for play. I'm doing it to get paid. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing it because I like it. You know what I mean? I, I do like, I love it. I mean, I did a movie first of all in 2009, and uh, I was surprised by how much I loved it. I was, I was terrified the first time I did it. You know what I mean? I was more nervous than a fight. Yeah, exactly. But now it's in my comfort zone. Yeah. Now, now I enjoy it. As I say, I just filmed MacGyver, and that was great. I'm always the bad guy for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I, I just don't get it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a fantastic agent out in America, and he's doing a great job, you know. So, you know, if you can do that, yeah, yeah. then why would you get punched in the face for a All living? Right. All right, now. I used to be a good-looking guy back in the day. Now look at the state of me. Still hang on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood, in a dark room. Hollywood does all right with all that touch-up <laughs> stuff on the screen. Yeah, there you go. Listen, you pioneered this sport in the UK. We wouldn't be having UFC London without Mike, what Michael Bisping's achieved in the UFC, and, that's, and that is legit. Thank you. Well, you've gone. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You've gone to the top of the tree. You've become world champ. You've achieved your dreams, and you've kind of blazed a trail and paved the way for the next generation coming through. So, as you look now at the next generation that is coming through, the young yeah. English fighters, the hungry lads here in the UK, who's impressed you? Who do you think is going to be the next guy to have his hand raised as a world champion? Yeah, I mean, I mean, th th there's a wealth of fighting talent, not just in the UFC, you know, in the other organisations yeah. as well. Of course, the British boxing scene is is is. Uh, the heavyweight scene particularly I mean it's ridiculous right now we, we, we're ruling the world uh, and in the UFC of course tremendous talent this weekend there's going to be a ton of it on display one guy that's getting spoke about right now of course is Darren Till yeah. just took out Donald Cerrone uh, you know so the future is very very bright for him and do you think he's got it Darren? we'll see we'll see I mean because now he's going to have to start fighting the, the, he's got a left up Larry the, on him the, the, oh yeah oh, no, the guy the, 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 he's fantastic yeah. you know my, my Muay Thai coach Darren Morris uh, talks very very highly of him yeah big fan of him so yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see how he does against the top competition. No disrespect to Cerrone, but he's he's kind of he's up and down. He's inconsistent, uh, but he looks fantastic. And he's, he's if I had to name one person to be the next champion, I, I think Darren Till would be that guy. Fair play, mate. And obviously, just to let you, I'm no doubt you've asked loads of questions about Luke Rockhold today. Yep, yep, yep. I know you're having a crack with him on social media. Sure. Keep it going, man. I mean, yeah. And also. A lot of people in there will probably be saying, you've got to fight Luke again. You've got to... For me, don't do it again. Yeah, I know. Because you've got the bragging rights. Just yeah, well, well, that's it. It's like, it's like, so what am I going to do? We're going to have a, one more fight and there's no belt on the line. I knocked you out cold first round and took your belt. And yeah, then well, and then you bowled your eyes out in the octagon. How do I top that? It's impossible to top that. Uh, listen, I respect Luke as a fighter. He's fantastic. And as a person, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure if we met under different circumstances, you know, when you meet people under these circumstances, of course, you're going to clash. Yeah, because we're going to fight at the end of the day. I'm sure he's a great guy. We talk, you know, a bit of smack back and forth on social media. I enjoyed that the other night. I was, I've been bored out of my head. I'm, as I say, like, acting, it sounds very, you know, like you're very glamorous. It's not. It's boring as hell. I'm Waiting sitting, lots of tables for one by myself, sat in a hotel room by myself, bored as hell. Next minute, Luke Rockhold pipes up on Twitter. I'm like, perfect, here we go. This will kill a couple of hours. So uh, I was sitting there, I had a cheeky little glass of wine and uh, just going back and forth with Luke at the time of my life. Superb. Mike, great to see you, man. Adam, it's always a pleasure. It really is. And uh, always nice talking to you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.